Hello, hi, how is everyone today? It's a bright sunny day where I am and I am so glad that you could join me today. God has been putting you guys on my mind and I know that it has been a couple of weeks since I had my last update of the episode. But I just feel prompted by God that there is someone out there who is listening and waiting for new updates from this channel because that person is searching for something from God. And God reminded me that I should get on and I should share some learnings with you. So I am very happy to be here. And I hope that you have been keeping well. I know that there has just been tremendous, tremendous changes in your life, in the world, in the last few months. And you have been feeling this restlessness. This restlessness that is caused by God in the spirit. And it's telling you that you need to go somewhere and you need to find out some things from God. And you think that you have different puzzle pieces of it, but nothing is quite put together to give you a coherent or comprehensive picture. So you're searching for answers. So I'm here today. God has sent me as one of his workers to tell you some things. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can be sure that you're not here by accident, but by divine appointment. I'm going to share what God has put on my mind to share this week. I am going to talk about old wine versus new wine. And you are going to pick up some elements from today's podcast that you need. How many of you know that God is currently doing a new thing in the world and in the churches around the world. Whether you belong to a church or not, it doesn't matter because God is doing a new thing and those new things is shaking up, shaking up the dynamics of our world, even affecting the secular realms. And we can start to feel the movements the vibrations of God moving, the Holy Spirit moving over the surface of the earth, and the cleanup starts at the church. Let me clarify it a bit better. So as we move, as the entire world move into the transition from the church age into the start of the end days, and if you don't understand the meaning of end days or you have some misconceptions about it, please listen to my previous podcast where I explain what it means by the age. So you know that when we move from one age to the other, in the transition line, in the boundary lines, there's always a lot of conflict and a lot of shaking up at the boundary lines where we cross boundaries. You can see this reflected in the physical realms. For example, the stress lines where you have 
tectonic plates of continents, and it's reminiscent of a spiritual as well. So I think that if you ask the secular world today, how well do they think of Christians? I think you can hear the honest opinion from the secular world that, by large, they are not impressed by Christians. If you flip it around and you go to the churches and you ask the Christians in the churches, how well do they think that they are doing for God? You will get a different opinion and a different perception. Majority of the church Christians will tell you that they think that they are pretty okay. I mean, they know that they are not perfect, but they think that they should be able to make it. Well, I've got news for you. In the new age, the new Endless Revival that is coming in the future years, God is no respecter of persons. Let me say it again. God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't care if you have been born in the church, if you have been quietly sitting in the pews until the day of your retirement, if you volunteer on the Asher committee. He doesn't care if you have a long tradition and an illustrious career showing your work and dedication. Let me tell you what God looks for. God looks at the condition of your heart and God will examine you, each of us, including myself, whether you are a non-Christian, a new Christian, a Christian that goes to church, a Christian that does not go to church. God is going to look at our hearts and He's going to decide who qualifies and who He chooses to be part of His new wine outpouring. And you ask, what is this new wine that you're talking about? What is this? We never hear from God about this new wine. I am sorry, but in fact, God is doing a magnificent thing that he is mobilizing and he's bringing out and drawing out his people. Irregardless of where they come from, but he looks at their heart and he looks at their potential. In those days, when the move of God becomes apparent, everybody's going to crowd to Jesus of Nazareth and say that they think they qualify. But the Bible says that many are called. Many of us are called. Maybe all of us are called. But only a few are selected. So unfortunately, we cannot bribe God. We cannot pretend to be somebody that we are not to God because he can look inside our hearts and see what kind of people we are. God cannot be bribed. 
and he is not corrupted. So if you think that you have a right to be there, to be part of his work, none of us dare to be so presumptuous as to think that we deserve this and we deserve that and this is our right because we are wonderful or important to ourselves. If you're serious about God and you're serious about wanting to be part of his end days revival, then I would advise you the same advice that I give to myself. Not to think proudly of ourselves, but look to God, depend on God, and really ask Him, are there any flaws in us, sins in us, that He doesn't like that we need to correct ourselves before we can be used by Him? So many times as you go through this journey of discovering yourself in God, it is not that He needs you to be perfect before He can use you, but He needs to see your heart and your consistency, and He needs to test you to see that you are able to take on the glory and the work that He wants you to do. So you know that whenever God wants to do a big movement, He always starts with His own church before it gets rolled out and implemented to the world. So that is why we're going to see a challenging of the old traditions, the old wine, anything that is man-made and not of God, anything that has the pride of man in it, that humans are very proud of themselves for having done that, but God is not glorified, or even something that humans want to do, but have we asked God what God wants to do? Or do we push onto God our own agendas and tell God, this is the way I've done it in the past. This is the way I know I am an expert at this. And we shove it down the throat of God. And we delude ourselves that God is with us in whatever we do. If God is truly with you, where is the fruit? Where is the dynamism? Where is the understanding of Issachar, the times and seasons? Jesus Christ of Nazareth is not someone that you can fall into a neat package and put it in your pocket and you think that God is going to go along with you and do whatever you want. I am telling you that it is time we give back the leadership and the initiative back to God because God has lots of things that he want to implement and he have ideas that are far better than our best ideas. And he is going to lead and we are going to follow. I do not do surfing, but those of you who surf will know. What do you do as a surfer? I mean, I'm not a surfer, but <laughs> you watch for the waves, right? You watch for the waves, ready, getting yourself ready, getting your surfboard ready, getting your posture and your position ready. 
so that when the wave hits at the right time, you go off. You just go off, riding with the waves, and the power of the waves moves you up and propels you forward much faster and much more dynamically than you can ever imagine. The wave of the Holy Spirit movement is coming in the following years. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to hurry to prepare yourself, making sure that as best as you can, you rely on God and you make yourself fit for His purpose? When the wave comes, do you agree to ride with the waves? You don't know where the wave is going to ultimately end up. You have a sense of where it's going to end up. But are you willing to ride with the wave? Or are you going to dig in your heels and say, No way, no way, it looks too dangerous. I'm not doing this. I'm not adolatic. Or do you say to the wave, Let's go the other way, a little to the left, a little more. I know this seas. Or do you try to surf on your own without any waves? Thinking that you can create waves on your own. I say, it is time that we give back the authority and the leadership to God. And I don't deny that it may appear to be a scary ride, especially for one who is inexperienced in surfing. You may be frightened. You may be thinking that there's no way I can ride that wave. You may be thinking, what about the scary things underwater in the ocean that I can't see? What if a shark gets me? So we bring it back always to this point. Do you love God? And do you want to go with God where He goes because you trust in God, not yourself? Is God more important to you than your traditions, than your experience, than your stable life? Go and read the story of Gideon in the Bible. 22,000 men. 22,000. Everybody thinks that they deserve a piece of the new thing that God is doing. But in the end, God only chose 300. Are you in it or are you out of it? God doesn't need excess manpower. God is not a beggar. He doesn't need to beg for men. Out of 22,000, God needs to qualify his 300 men. I know that our podcast has benefited you today. It has roused these thoughts in you, these crazy thoughts. Can I really do it with God? Is it really true what she's saying? That God has his plans and something tremendous is in the horizon in the coming years? And how do I be part of that? Brothers and sisters in Christ, even non-Christians, if you are listening today, the reason why I'm telling you this 
is because in my hearts of hearts, I hope that you will make it to the three hundred, and I want you to make it, even if you're not part of the three hundred. You can be those that support them in the Lord and cheer them on in the jostling. Some people is going to get left out. Some people is going to get dejected, or rejected, or angry. They are going to challenge you, saying, "Who do you think you are? You have no right to do this for God." But the Lord satisfies you, and the Lord chooses you, who is to speak against God. And love covers a multitudes of sins. When pressure and offenses mounts up, we must remember the kind of person that Jesus is, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and we must be like Him, inside out, not put on, not just for show, not just for Sunday. But inside out, I should stop the podcast. Otherwise, I'll keep on talking. But I want to tell you that I cherish you in the Lord. God have prompted me about you. It means that He notices you. He has taken note of you, and He is moving. In big ways and in little ways for you. I just love the time that we spend together. I wish you and your family to keep safe and keep well in the Lord. And until we speak again the next time, goodbye.